Welcome back to the Real Man Podcast, where we talk everything Brooklyn sports. I'm Dylan. I'm Jackson. I'm John. And today we talk about, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the, the briefing of the Hueytown game, and we're going to talk about how Brooklyn prepares for Central. And at the end of the episode, we have something really fun planned. Make sure you stick around to listen for that. Um, I do want to go ahead and mention, at the Real Man Podcast, we're, we're big fans of the team. Obviously, we're huge. We're best friends with the players. We know all the coaches, and we know from a personal standpoint that the the loss that was suffered against Hueytown was a very, very tough and emotional loss for Brooklyn. Um, and we really want to we, we want to take this episode um, as lighthearted as possible. You know, we um, we want to we want to remain as unbiased as we can, but you know, we're still going to talk about the positives and negatives. But we do want to try and I guess be a little more sensitive to the topic, seeing as Hueytown, I kind of I kind of see it as like maybe it's not a sign for what's to come, but it's definitely an eye opener to what we need to work on. You know, we were really confident in that Holt game. Obviously, it translated to good play against the West Blockton game, and then you know Hueytown just kind of they just kind of flipped us on our on our backs, you know, and really threw us for a loop, you know. Brookwood, we we were really confident going into that game, and I think we came out of it at a very like at a at a very low point. But I think that's the absolute floor of our performance. You know, I think it's only up from here. I think it's only ceiling from this point on. So I do want to stress that I want to, uh, you know, I I'm going to talk about the positives and negatives, but I do want to mention that you know we're going to try and keep it as sensitive as we can. Um, but anyways, Jackson. What, a, what what were some of your positives and negatives from that Hueytown game? Okay, first I'm going to start with the negatives just to get the bad stuff that I can out of the way. Very, very bad defensively. And again, we're going to try to remain unbiased, and I don't want to sound mean when I say this. Our covers are very lackluster. We were trying to – we were playing a little too far off, you know. Otis is a little free – Otis is a free will corner. He does what he thinks is best. And I think that's what cost him in the end. He just couldn't stick with these Huey Town receivers. Jade and Cadell on the other side really couldn't either. You know, it's not only that, our safeties over the top were just getting beaten coverage. It, they were just playing. Huey Town in every aspect of that pass game was just better. And not only that, that run game killed us. Their O-line, their o, our best part of our team that we've said our trenches got smoked by Huey Town's high-powered offense. That's that's our defensive. Our offensive negatives, we couldn't get it going from the start. We got the ball, went three and out, they scored. Went three and out again, they scored. We scored back with a notice uh, touchdown, but it was just overthrows from Kobe. He kept getting hit. Kawan uh, was getting stuffed in the backfield. We were just We just weren't clicking and a lot of places and I think that it that's what costs us. It's just a lot of mental errors and a lot of that towards worked on though. I really don't yeah, I really don't think it came from a like a, a physical standpoint. A lot of teams, especially something like Holt, what we saw in that game, I think it wasn't necessarily that Holt was not mentally prepared. I think they weren't physically prepared. They had a lot of small guys and I think we played extremely physical up front. I think that still translated to Huey Town. We have athletes on our team. I mean, they, they, you know, I think we put up the physical demand that 
Huey Town was looking for. And I, I don't think it's from a physical standpoint, which is something it's, that's really, really hard to work on. I think it was, like you mentioned, from that mental standpoint. And that is something that can be worked on. You can always, you know, find the way that, you know, you messed up on the play. But, you know, if you got, if you got big bodied and weight roomed, there's not much you can do there. You can go hit, you can hit some extra benches, but I mean, there's not much you could do there. But thankfully, I don't think we got beat physically. I think we got beat mentally. And I think we kind of, I don't want to say let the wind get to our heads, but I think that definitely went into the um, the thought process of going into Hueytown. I think a lot of players like got off their guard, you know, like kind of, you know, thought to themselves, "Oh, well, we're two and out. We're fine. We're, I mean, we're we're contending against Hueytown." I said it from the beginning. Hueytown is going to be a big eye opener if we're not ready for it. Um, I think that's something that we saw negatively, and that's one one of my biggest tropes there. Is that we just we weren't ready for the mental game? I don't think we were really focusing on our assignments. I don't think we were, you know, looking in the right places if we're in secondary, and you know we're you know we're getting beat on the line. They're they're targeting our good players. Obviously, they're they're doubling Ethan Reed all night. Um, I think that you know they game planned around us, and we couldn't we couldn't get ready to play against it. Yeah. Um. One thing I was gonna mention is, yeah, they. I don't. In a little, I think they do beat us physically just a little, but athletically, I'm gonna give it to them a thousand percent. I do think that they are way more athletic, and it's something that they, they've always been more athletically gifted. Oh uh, well, um, in a sense, I maybe not. Well, all, yeah, compared to us, compared to us, I think they're more athletically gifted, and I'm not. We're more doggish though. Like we use yeah. we use the power that we have. Like they they were gifted <laughs> with that power. Okay, um, we we use that power that we have. I'm positive time. When our receivers were getting open, they True. were getting open. Otis w- w- was our only two scores. He just killed that. De- he killed the defense. Was finding the right spots. Was doing great. I think that. I think our kickoffs are getting better. I think the way that we pursue is getting better. We weren't giving up on plays. Even though they were beating us downfield, we weren't giving up. We fought to the end, and that's something not a lot of teams do. They won't fight to the end, but I think that the fact that everybody fought is something positive. There wasn't a lot this game that I can say was positive. It's going to be straightforward, but... A lot of things to work on, a lot of things, a lot of mental errors, a lot of just errors in general that we just got to work on. So, Hayden, you do know, you have I, it? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not necessarily one specific thing that was positive on the field. Aside from that wide receiver separation, I think there was a lot of separation downfield, and it just came, to, came down to tightening those throws and making those reads a little bit earlier and preparing for those deep balls. Um, but I think really the true positive that we got from Hueytown is that now Brookwood is back to the ground. Again, you know, I, I'm, I haven't been around the team that much this year, seeing as, you know, I'm graduated and I don't get that much time to, you know, sit around to practice with them. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, coming from some of the players, from what I've heard, the the confidence is at almost a dangerous level of high after that West Blockton game. And I think that almost let them, you know, let that get to their head in a way which is good that we kind of got dethroned there in the third week and it didn't happen like mid-season, right? We hit that low in the third week 
our first region game, and now it's only and now it's only up from here, right? Where we realized, oh, maybe we are a team of humans and not a team that just walloped Holt and a team that beat you know their closest rival. We finally yeah. realized, oh, we're back to the ground. We got to start. We need to we need to fight. We need to get better. I think that's really the true positive I saw from that game. Not necessarily something on the field. I think the 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 bringing back down to earth for the players and the room for improvement that we found from that game. Yeah, any, any remarks, Hayden? Yeah. I, honestly, I ain't got much to say because, you know, all everything y'all said is exactly what I had to say. I mean, y'all took the words right out of my mouth. And it was a lot of mental mistakes, a lot of just, you know, un, not mentally prepared enough. And there was some good positives, like, you know, sometimes the uh, receivers and everything, you know, offense would click whenever they need to and kind of step up from time to time. But, I mean, mostly like what y'all, what y'all said is, I mean, y'all took everything like I, that I was going to say right out of my mouth. But, and what you brought up, Dylan, about the bringing back down to earth thing, I agree with that highly because, you know, when Brookwood, you know, never used to really kind of be, you know, a 2-0 team. The, some, I mean, it's been like, eight years since that's happened or so. So, you know, a lot of us were, you know, it's kind of like a bring down, like you said, a bring down game to be like, hey, you can be 2-0, but you still got a game. You still got a season to finish. And this and this game, to me, kind of just basically proves exactly what you said about it brings them back to earth and be like, hey, this you ain't finished until the final whistle's blown. Exactly. Um, I think that I know one thing negative that I didn't, I kind of want to push away a little bit, but I do have to mention it. Um, not really a negative, nothing that we could have helped, but it's really sad. Um, Kawan, uh, out for the rest of the year. And oh, was that confirmed? It, I think it was confirmed. Yes, yeah, it was Kawan. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> so talented, good freshman. I'm this season though, and I'm I'm expecting big things out of him next year, and I'm hoping for the best recovery for him. Juan, if you're listening, I'm really, really excited for you to uh, see what you do next year. Great start to this season. Unfortunate injury. I'm very sorry for this to happen to you. Um, I, I'm sorry that your season got cut short. Nobody really wants this out of them. I know he doesn't like this, but Will, um, Will got, uh, I think he got banged up. Concussion, right? No, it's uh, it was a I think it was a sprained or strained leg or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I don't think he's out for that long. No, I think he'll miss Central. I think he'll miss Central. He will. He'll miss the Central. Okay, he'll miss this week. Um, but he'll be back next week. That's I think that's it for injuries. Um, that's the the main stuff that we got to get out of the way. Recovery for y'all. Um, and now we got to get. Yeah, so I was gonna say let's let's start getting into the next game here. Um. You know, we we got to move on from that Hueytown game. You know, not only not only obviously you know from the for the podcast standpoint, but players. You know, it's you know find what you need to work on, work on it, and move on. That game is in the past, can't exactly. be changed. We've made the mistakes. It's time to move on and build from those. All right, we got Central yeah. this week. Who do we have the week after Hillcrest? Uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah it's Hillcrest. Right. Look, we we need we need to look for this win here. I think Central Central's a very, very even team with us. Um, Jackson, you're about to give us the breakdown here in a second. Um, yep. But, you know, the, Central's, Central's not a pushover team. Like, they're not, they're not easy. They're not difficult. Like, they're not, they're not, they're not Hueytown. 
but they're not going to be a pushover. All right. This is a game that's, you know, we're going to still have to fight up front. We're still going to have to, you know, make the plays. And if we come away with a win here, Brookwood looking three and one. And if not, you know, two and two also isn't bad, but three and one would look very, very nice. Give us the breakdown on the team, Jackson. Here's here's my breakdown. Um, First, let's start off with the, here's what Central has to offer. Quarterback, I don't, I w- there's a number four. I don't know that, but I do know their quarterback, number 10, Jeremiah Evans. He came from Brookwood uh, two years ago. He was a transfer. He was going to play for the team, but his mom pulled out due to COVID, and he left Brookwood and now is looking for revenge. Um, so this is sort of his revenge game as a quarterback. Central team has shown to be inconsistent on offense whenever Jeremiah is out. Whenever he's in, he's shown flashes. So I think our main point, what we need to do is just shut down the pass game in general because that's all they have. Their run game is not that great. Their defense is very easy to pick apart. All we need to do is just make the right reads, make the good throws, just play a great football game, and we can pull out this win. Easy said and done. Kobe needs to play good. Jacob needs to make just make throws. Jacob needs to work on making those making those good throws. Our backup I, running back needs to be needs to carry the load that K uh Kawan left off. And defensively, I we just need to bounce back from last week. All right, Hayden, what were you gonna say? Uh, I was just gonna say I agree with that, especially when it comes to the uh, fixing our pass game. Because, you know, that's the – like you brought like we brought up earlier, that's the one thing that killed us in the last game. And if, you know, since their run game is not very well – and I don't – honestly, our defensive defensive run stops, in my opinion, aren't bad. Like, I think that's our best strong suit defensively. Absolutely. Pass-wise is where I think we need to put a, a little bit more focus in. Run 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 defense is fine for – it's fine. You know, don't want – you don't want to f- take away – be like, hey, let's not focus on run defense. We think we're good. We'll focus on pass defense. Do not do that. What I, I'm basically just, you know, implement the pass defense because, you know, especially if a team can't run as well, they're going to try to go to their secondary option, which is the pass. So that's why I kind of see that, that the defense should just implement a little bit more of the pass coverage. Well, no, I, yeah. I agree with you there. I think, you know, our, our pass defense and our pass rush has, a, has been especially, especially good this year. Um, We've recorded just an insane amount of pressures. I wish, uh, you know, I wish this is where having Brandon on the podcast would be really nice because he has all those stats for us. I would yeah. love to see the breakdown of the percentage of um, pressures on QBs that we get per play, or not per play, but uh, per um, per game. Um, because uh, it, it's it's got to be like upwards of like thirty forty percent of the snaps or pressures on the quarterback because the players are in the backfield every play. Ethan Reed. Uh, Mason Dickinson, um, Elijah Holloway has done phenomenal this year. Um, you know, I I think if they try to run in on us, I think we're gonna we're gonna be ready for that. One hundred percent. We have plenty of um. You know, even with Will being down, we have plenty of D linemen who are ready to step in and play. Who are ready to get you know, face to face, helmet to helmet, with um a player in front of them. And um. Again, that's that's one of my favorite strong suits about uh, Brookwood is that we have that depth that we can get ready to go with the next person in line, um, and that that you know we're we're gonna stop that run and you know like like Jackson kind of mentioned earlier, 
It's about the secondary. Can we go back to that game we had against Holt where we're shutting down every pass to the air? Or are we going to fold under pressure like we did against Hueytown and make the wrong reads, look in the wrong spots, follow the wrong man, um, and just let big plays downfield go for touchdowns? It's that, that's, that's, what's gonna, that's what it's going to come down to on defense. Don't no – matter, no matter what the final score is, Tomorrow night, don't let that define you, no matter if it's a win, no matter if it's a loss. Don't let that get to your head again. You don't need it to. Y'all don't need it to. Because when it does, the loss is going to hurt a lot more. Because I bet you there was a lot of emotions in that locker room after Huey Town. I bet you there were. And coming coming from somebody who's experienced, I do remember that Paul Bryan game last year. How many players were crying because we were so close. We were so close to beating them, and it was just one play away. And we kind of just couldn't do it. And it hurt a lot. I didn't play, but it still hurt me. And I know how that game must have felt, you know, 2-0, riding hot, and then just... And I agree with taking it, not taking it mentally and stuff like that. But one way I like to turn the mentalness into is, you know, you lose, you know, it to a team like that. You know, you're obviously the most, like you said, is going to run high. But to me, take the emotion and what that team did to you last week and put that in this game. Put the anger in this game. For good. Yes. Take what that team did to you. Make Take it into that game and be like, we're not letting this happen again. You're not running this on me. You're not passing it on me. You're not doing anything Hueytown did to me because I'm not, I'm not going to be put down like that again. Exactly. That's, that's one thing I did like about last year's team, you know. Um, for all the bad losses we had last year, you know, I don't think we ever let a team blow us out twice in a row. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, even even though we may have lost the next game, we brought it with some vengeance. Um, yeah. You know, Huey Town blew us out last year as well. It's just, it's a phenomenal program they built down there. Um, you know, aside from the fact that maybe they shouldn't have even been allowed to field that team, seeing as a lot of them have been arrested. Um, you know, it's a, uh, that's said and done. And, um, I, you know, it, it we're, we're going to take that anger and whether it results in a law or a close loss or a victory, we're a hundred percent going to turn that emotion into play on the field. And that's one of Brooklyn's strong suits. We're able to play off that emotion. Same reason. I think we beat Blockton. We use that anger over the past years that we've gotten and we turn it around and we just, we, we just destroyed them. I mean, we just put it up front and we yeah. said, Hey, we're here. We're done. I'm done taking the talk. And, um, Take the talk that we've gotten, you know, Hueytown been in everybody's, you know, everybody's comments. One of my friends posts on TikTok one time about Hueytown and players are still commenting on her TikTok about um 67 to 13 or uh, 67 to 7, 13. What was it? 13. 13. Yeah, 67, 13. Um, so take that. Take that. You don't want players continuing to trash on you for losing games. I think we can. 100% take that anger from that Hueytown game, just dominate Central with it, and then we're back We're back to the Brookwood team that we fielded week one and week two. Yeah. Um, kind of want to get to the uh, players to watch out for next – tomorrow, actually. Yeah, the game's tomorrow. 
players watch out for tomorrow. Um, Dylan, do you have any players? I absolutely do. Um, so uh, number one, with no surprise, obviously, I'm. I want you to keep watching Ethan Reed. This player is gonna keep getting better and better. He's continuing to hit workouts every single day, every single every single day, even after practice, even after um, even after games. He continues to work out, get better, and I think, you know, I we haven't played Central in a while, right? They were obviously they were in um different division, I think it was, or oh, different yeah. uh, whatever it was. They were in a total different area than us, and um, they're in our uh, they're in our division now, right? Yeah. So, you know, obviously, I, I I don't get a lot of firsthand account to say kind of what we could what we've had for Central, um, but you know, I uh, someone tells me they're going to forget about Ethan Reed. You know, it, it, it's a sad fact that a lot of people forget about Ethan Reed. He goes unnoticed a lot, especially by coaches, um, or not coaches, but um, you know, colleges. Uh, other teams. Uh, obviously, you know, you, you, Huey Town prepared for him. He was getting doubled every play. But this game, I can see them forgetting about Ethan Reed, and they're gonna. He's gonna quickly make them remember who it is. They're gonna quick, quickly start calling out, "Hey, double fifty-two. That's the man we got. That's the man we got to put on the ground. He's making the plays. You know, if they if they fail to plan before." They're gonna to fail to play an end game because they're gonna forget. Oh well, we're doubling him. There goes Elijah in the backfield. Well, what are we supposed to do? And then at that point, it's too late. We're already up three scores. Um, another player to watch out for, obviously. You know, pr- uh, prayers up to Kwan. I hope for a quick recovery and a good recovery. But um, CJ Cummins, he's gonna now have to step in that running back uh, one role. Obviously, he's kind of been the um. The uh the, what what word am I looking for? The um, backup powerhouse. Well, not backup powerhouse in a sense, but uh the. He was he was the reloader. Like you know he he would go in for a drive, and he would dominate, and then Kwan would go in after him and then continue to you know keep dominating on the ground like Kwan does. I think CJ stepping in that number one role, which hasn't happened for a while because uh Caps was that number one last year, right? Yeah. Um, I think CJ is going to step into the number one role, and he's going to succeed. I think, you know, he's got a lot in him. He's got a lot of stamina. Obviously, he's really hard to tackle. Um, and it's about if we can get him downfield quick enough. Um, if we can get him downfield, he's an extremely explosive player, deceptively strong, deceptively fast. Um, a lot of people look at his size and think, oh, well, 5'4", dude. I'm just going to go tackle him real quick. All right, go ahead and get pad level with a man who benches like 300 pounds. I don't know how much he benches, but kid's strong. Um, so, you know, he's he's going to obviously get overlooked by them, and they're going to think, oh, well, that's their tiny running back. We can we don't have to game plan around him. Well, you know, game plan around him, he's going to rack up 200 yards on you, simply simply put. Um, and I think CJ Cummins will definitely be someone you got to watch out for next game. Um, other than that, I don't have anybody on my mind. I think Zeke Tucker will be a good one to watch, seeing as he's going to step in for that will uh, will loss. Um, and I, I, I want to see some big things out of him. Uh, you know, I played with him last season. He has a he has a lot of potential, man. You know, he works out with uh, private coaches. Um, you know, he he's he's gotten better and better from what I've heard. He's just going to keep getting stronger, smarter. Um, and you know, he's already been getting those uh, tackle you know those tackle fill-ins. Um, and I, I'm expecting some big things out of him tomorrow night. What are you thinking, Jackson? 
Uh, one of my players to watch out for, of course, Reed, but I'm not going to talk much on him. Andrew House. This is his, you know, I, I mentioned earlier about the, a lot of blown coverage of the last game, so I think this is his game to kind of bounce back and become that dog that he is. He is a great ball hawk safety. He plays his role well and does what he needs to do to excel at the game. And I think that Andrew just needs to play his game like he did against West Lockton, like he did against Hull. Just play his game. Um, My other player to watch out for, of course, Mr. Otis Sims. Just our most one of our most explosive players on our team. Duke can return whenever he gets that ball in his hands. You know where that ball's going. It's getting at least ten yards or the end zone, at least ten yards or more. Makes a play whenever. Or my last player, and then we'll move on to Hayden Clayton Godsey. Godsey didn't have that good of a game last week. So I think this is his week to bounce back and reassert himself as one of the top players on Brookwood's roster. Hayden? My, honestly, uh, my player to really look at is the one you brought up last, uh, second to last, I think, was Otis Sims. Yes. Uh, I really liked how he performs, how he performs throughout this season so far. I loved how he performed against Hueytown, especially with Hueytown being, you know, a difficult opponent. You know, he is to me a very, he's very good receiver for us, and is very aggressive when trying to catch it, and very hard to bring down, in my opinion, as the West Blockton game showed. It's just uh, he is one of mine, and I don't really have any other ones except Caleb. Uh, I'm gonna bring him up, but I'm gonna honestly say Kobe Humphreys because. To me, yes, he made some mistakes in the last game, but for how I've seen him play before and his mental toughness, knowing he's, you know, how he's playing so far, I really think that he is just a very player. He's a player to me that I would want to look out for because when when Kobe Humphreys, to me, when he's in the moment, he can be a dangerous person. I, in my opinion, he can be a dangerous especially with that connection between Otis that is a very dangerous connection, especially if he's in the moment. So that's why I see him as my second other player to look out for. For sure. Yeah. All right. Are we thinking it's time for the uh, the special little event we have playing for this episode? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let me introduce this to uh, – I'm going to reintroduce it to you all, kind of explain what's going on. It's also an introduction for the players. Um, what we're about to do is we're going to start from scratch, assuming that – the, that high school works similarly to the NFL, right? Assuming that high school works similar to the NFL, this is this is like a, a total different, like hype, you know, hypothetical scenario. All the Brookwood players are released, and you get the choice to be. You, you're in a snake draft, all right? Snake draft goes one, uh, one, two, three, three, two, one, right? It'll go first to uh, first to last, last to first. Um. You're given the chance to draft any of the players from the Brookwood roster to build your high school football team. Who are you taking? So we already have the order set up. It's going to go Jackson, Hayden, then me. That's the end of round one. Round two starts. It'll be me, Hayden, Jackson, and vice versa for six rounds. We'll be drafting six players each. And this is, this is you know, you, you can draft based on who you think will be good 
who is already good, who you think is, you know, you can even draft your friends if you want. You can draft based on, you know, you don't have to draft a quarterback. If you want a quarterback, though, you can draft a quarterback. You can draft all defense if you want. It's up to you. Who are the six players you would choose if given a draft of the Brookwood football team? We'll go ahead and start. Jackson, you have the first overall pick. Okay, I'm on the clock. Well, um... Just rip it off. We know who it is. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that I want Ethan. Ethan is just explosive at everything he does, and he's just going to give the full effort no matter what. He's a great captain, great leader, and he's definitely one of those guys that I think most people would want to build a football team around. All right, Hayden, you have the second overall pick. My second overall pick is always, I like, like I brought him up earlier, to me it's going to have to be Otis Sims. He is a very high athletic receiver and just a high athletic player that I just, I'm going to take him first round. All right, and then this goes to my pick. Um, you know, you both you both kind of got someone who can play both sides of the ball, and um, I'm going to do the same thing. And I'm going to take, you know, what everyone else who, you know, would think would be the obvious choice here. And I'm going to go ahead and take Will Sanders. That gives me line security on both sides. Um, and although there's that looming threat of injury, you know, I think it's a, it's a player who's going to just continue getting better and better and better and better. Will Sanders is my first round pick. Round two starts, and I have the first overall pick. Um, you know, I haven't I haven't done a ton of thinking for this pick. Um, there's a lot of players I could take here, though. Um, if I am taking one, you know, uh, if if we're talking, you know, I want to load up those weapons and build my build my defense around the um the insane talent that we have at depth. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take CJ Cummins. Um, he's extremely explosive. He's going to be my offensive weapon. Um, and just a player that I want to have on, you know, on that roster. Uh, Hayden, it's your pick. I am currently thinking real quick. I didn't really have like a you. I didn't really have a lot. I didn't really think much on this pick. But <laughs> I'm going to honestly... I'm going to go with Mason Dickinson. He played very well Ooh. last game, and I, he played very well. And, I mean, he, I just like how his performance was, and I'm going to go. So that's why I'm going to stick with Mason Dickinson. Good pick. My, um, my second round pick, I didn't, I did think about it a little bit, and I was struggling between two players, but I think that Clayton Gazi would be the next pick. I do need an explosive guy on offense that will – just attack at everything that he does. Just very fast player too. Clayton's very fast, very agile. So I do like it. I I do get a pick again. Yeah. Yep. Um. You start the third round. I am gonna take. I'm already gonna take my QB, and that's gonna be Jacob, not Kobe, but Jacob. Jacob's younger, and I think that he will develop faster. And I think that he is one of the. Of course, he got the number three. Uh, that was retired because he is one of the hardest working people on the team. Gives all that he can for Brookwood, and I think that that's just great. Would be great for the program that I'm all trying right. to build around. Well, there you go, Hayden. Who's your uh, third uh, one? Well, Jackson kind of took my starting QB. I was kind of <laughs> wanting to go for. <laughs> so, but I'm gonna have to go with Kobe Humphreys. Uh, that's the one I really like. How he performs. He's a very 
good player when he's in the zone, and so I'm going to stick with my man, Cody Humphreys. All right. Well, you set me up to get the player that I really wanted, and it's going to be another one of my offensive weapons. He can be used at two separate spots, and both spots he's going to excel in. Um, and, you know, seeing as you guys both kind of took the quarterbacks, and seeing as, you know, I haven't got to do a ton of research on our depth and our freshmen, so I don't know who our JV uh, quarterback is right now. But, um, it, you know, I'm going to take someone who played quarterback in the past, probably could still play now, and then, you know, if he doesn't play quarterback. And, oh, God, you know, I know what you're talking about. If we don't have quarterback, obviously, it's just, it, 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 we're doing a six-person draft. It's kind of, you know, you don't have to necessarily draft every position. Um, but he could play He could play quarterback if I needed him to. I'm taking Timothy Barron, Mr. Timbo Barron. Um, he's played phenomenal at tight end this year. He's his his blocking has you know gotten a lot better since last year and his um his receiving prowess is amazing. He's caught a lot a lot of mid seam passes and some of them contested, some of them not. But um I do like that prowess there that he could be utilized at any at any point. Um and I'm gonna take another steal that you guys kind of let slip slip down. Um seeing as I've kind of just built that offense, I got you know I got I got a lineman. At, you know, lineman security. I got my, uh, my, uh, you know, my running back, and I got my tight end uh, slash quarterback. So I'm going to go ahead and build my defense. I'm going to go and start on that. There's a lot of players that I still have in mind that I could take later on, but at this pick, I am going to take Elijah Holloway. I've I've said a lot about him, um, and you know, it, there's still so much to say. This kid is just it's so violent, and you know, we've heard. We've heard from a lot of people. Um, we we talked about BB. You know, we talked to BB with him. Um, Elijah's just—he's so fast and so aggressive up front, and you know, it it makes it impossible to win one on ones with him. So it makes it to where you have to double him, and even then, he's still so good at getting out of double teams, um, which makes me choose him there. He's just gonna be an explosive player along with Will on that D line. Hey. Uh- Wait. My um, my uh, this pick is for the fourth round is going to have to be, and I'm because I need to build my O line, and I was honestly kind of nervous Dylan was taking him because I had a suspicion one someone with one of us is, but I'm gonna have to go with Brooks Bentley since I need an O line. Dang it! <laughs> he was a, he's a to me he is a very good center, and I so I and I like the way he picked They're up really good and, bad picks for line. There's so many great picks there. Yeah, dude, dude, dude. I I wanted Elijah. Dylan takes Elijah. I wanted Brooks since I couldn't get Elijah. Hayden takes take, Brooks. Take the next take dude. I got another one in mind. If you don't want to take him, I'm taking him. I know who I'm taking. Alright. But I'm go ahead. I, I I have two picks. Rip it off. I'm taking Okay. So I'm gonna just go ahead and take my defensive pick. I'm gonna take Terrence. Ooh, good pick. Terrence is a young defensive lineman who has been showing out like crazy. You know his last name? And I think, uh, I don't know his last name, but I just know his Terrence. (laughs) Uh I was trying to figure out. Terrence Lewis, okay. He's very fast, very good. I like him. Um, And my other pick online will be uh, Zeke Tucker. Ooh, you didn't take the player I was thinking of. Yeah, I, I think I have an idea who you were thinking of. I don't know. We'll yeah, see that. You have an amazing D-line now, especially with uh, Zeke Tucker. You can play both. 
well, I'm kind of a bit screwed on running back. But at the same time, I have seen another one that I don't think's injured. I can't remember if he is. But I, since I do need a running back and I do like how he has performed so far throughout the season, Uh-oh. I'm going to have to take Brody. Well, no, not Brody, right? Uh, Malcolm Davis. <laughs> oh, that's a really good pick, too. Mal- Malcolm plays linebacker now, but that's, yeah, he could play both. Wow, that's that's on, that's an underrated pick. Golly, that was a good one. It says on here that he both plays running back and outside linebacker. So where are you looking? Max rep, Max preps. Good job. <laughs> All right, so that's your pick. Yes, that is mine. Okay, my so favorite. y'all are just gonna continue to let some gems slip away. Um, yeah. I am gonna say we we have time in the episode, so I'm gonna extend this another uh, another two rounds. Is that fine with y'all? Yes, All right. I'm down. So, give me one second to type this out real quick. Um, while while I type this out, I'm going to explain my um my pick here. Um, you guys keep letting these players slip away. You're just going to continue to let me win this draft. Um, mm-hmm. and with my uh my first round or my uh third pick in the fifth round, I am going to take Micah Patton. Um, y'all, I mean, again, you let him slip away. That's that's your fault. All right. Okay. It's a it's a great secondary option. Uh, I'm not sure. Have you drafted House yet? Oh no. All right. I don't think you have. So it's typed in the podcast channel for you, by the way. Um, so I am gonna draft. Uh, I am gonna draft Micah or yeah, Micah Patton. I'm gonna say Micah Parsons. Micah Patton. Um, he stepped up on that defense. He's been a big. He's been a big leader there, and um, I think he's gonna continue getting better. Um, with this six pick. I have two ways I could go, and uh, you know, you guys have built your lines, so I'm thinking this one's gonna slip. And if I don't get him, I have another option. Um, but you know, if I don't get him now, I feel like he's gonna slip away. And my round six is gonna be a player who plays on offense, all right? But he's also gonna be that that uh, that special teamer that I need, and that is gonna be Matt Hughes. Um, uh, let me. I don't know how to spell his name. Um. Sorry. I'm going to get Matt Hughes. Uh, he's, he's been a monster on special teams. You know, he, he's going to continue getting better. He's a junior, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, t- I talked about him on offense. He finally took a step up in that, um, in that blocking game. I saw a couple of mistakes, but, you know, to, to move from special team to offense that quick is very impressive. And I think that that is a telltale sign that Matt Hughes is a surefire draft pick here in the sixth round. Hayden, you have the next pick. Um, honestly, because I need some out some a little bit, a couple more. Well, let me think. Actually, hold up. Already got my next two picks in my mind. I didn't really think much on this. There's pick. a lot of great players on the board. There, there really is. One of mine's the shocker pick that I said I was going to do. I'm going to take Terrence Lewis. The Terrence Lewis I already is got already drafted. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I went back to it. I see him now. Never mind. Yeah, I was smart. Hmm. I'm honestly. There's a lot of great picks here. I'm gonna take Zeke Tucker. Zeke Tucker. Got him. Go look at the podcast channel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Nope, that didn't go well. You could take. There's a lot of people you could take if you want to take an O line man. I know Trent and RJ are still there. Well, I just want to pick it because Dylan wants him. 
Trent, you want well, Trent? Well, in that case, I'll take him. In that case, I'll take him, man. Which one? Which one? God, Lord, I can't remember his last name. I think it's... Uh, Trent Robert. Roberts and RJ Price. Which one? That's Trent White. White, then. Good Lord. One more time? What was that? Trent White. Right. Roberts. Right. Trent Roberts. Trent Roberts is your next pick. <laughs> yeah. Jackson, who are you picking? Sorry if I pronounced okay. your name wrong. Um, God, my head. Okay, um, my next pick, since he fell this far and I didn't want him to be stolen, uh, Andrew House, give him to me. Mm. I talk I talk highly of him. I talk House. Very good player. Um... That will bring us to round seven, which will come my shocker pick. Since I really don't have a receiver, I'm gonna claim will probably be the power, probably be the running back. And this guy is a sophomore actually, and he doesn't play a whole lot on varsity. Isaac Edmondson. Oh, I thought you were oh, you scared me for a second. Isaac has been trained a lot. He's a really I think he could develop to be really good. He is a show out on JV and just really played well. I do like him. All right. It is your pick here, uh, Hayden. Antoine Williams. Antoine Williams. Good pick. Why do you want Antoine? I, I, I honestly just like the way he's played so far. Very well. I think I'm glad that, sadly. I heard a lot of talk about how he regressed from his sophomore year to his junior year, and I like how he's proven against that. Um, and Antoine has silently played a very, very good game this year. Um, I cap off round seven and start round eight, which round eight will be the final round we draft. Um, so there, there's so many players left on the board that really could be talked about and could be drafted here. Um, looking back at my draft, you know, I got, I got, I have line security. I have my running back. I have my dual threat quarterback. I have another uh, a D lineman that I could use, a secondary help, um, a special teamer, and you know, an extra weapon on the on the offense. Um, and you know, there's there's so much I could take here, right? Um, but you know, looking down the roster, um, you know, I don't I don't see anybody else better I could really take at this uh, seventh seventh pick than um, Max Williams. Uh, he slipped down the board. Plays an amazing, amazing edge game. Uh, he can double. He can double as that receiver. I think you know if if I need him as a third receiver, he'll step in. Um, and you know, there there's a lot of there's a lot of great players I could take here. Really, uh, a lot of starters that you know you could you could name out. Um, you know, but <laughs> just because he's one of my good friends, I'm gonna go ahead and take him. I'm drafting at round eight. Tanner Isaacs, um, a player. Just so funny, and he's gonna be—he's gonna be a morale boost definitely for my team. And um, he's still gonna play nasty in the trenches. He's gonna—he's gonna drive until the whistle is blown, and until that whistle is blown, he's gonna drive. Um. So yeah, and my uh, final pick in round eight, I am taking Tanner Isaacs. Hayden, you—you uh, you have your round eight pick. I'm gonna go with T.J. Cox. Good pick. I like him. Dude. I like him at linebacker. He um, he, he's he's played well in his previous years. Um, I think what he missed a uh, week one with an injury, 
I'm not sure if he ended up playing uh, week two, but um, when he's on the field, he's a, he's a really really smart player, and I, I I you know I love that pick for you. Uh, Jackson, you end off this round. There's a lot of players you could take here. Who are my you heart, taking with your final pick in the draft? I when you said Tanner because that was my pick. All right. Um, okay, so at first it was Max. Dylan got both of the guys I had in mind. Um, ow, my back. Okay. Um, there's a lot of players that I could, a lot of players that I've been thinking, a lot of players that I could go with. Um, players that weren't drafted were Carson Akers, um, Jackson Barnhill. Give me Acres. Give me Acres. Give me Acres. I he forgot wants Carson Acres. I wasn't even Give done going down that roster. He wants Carson Acres. Give me Carson. I forgot Carson. I it might be be because he's injured and Bubba's been in, but I I thought Acres like graduated last year. I don't I was know why. Just about to mention that. Yeah, Bubba's still on the board. Jaden Cadell, Unger Cairo. Uh, who else was on the board that could have really been drafted in that spot? Um, R.J. Price was there. Uh. You know, there there was there was a lot of people there, but I you know, I had to take a pick. Tanner Isaacs was a good pick there. But um you got a steal in the in the eighth round. Carson Akers slipped to the very bottom. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna oh. run back this these teams real quick. Let us know, please. Uh, interact with us on, on Instagram, interact with us on uh, Spotify and RSS. Who do you think won this draft? Um we'll make a post on Instagram. You can vote on it, you know, do whatever you like. But uh for the drafts. We start with Jackson. Jackson drafted middle linebacker and O line Ethan Reed, uh, uh, wide receiver DB Clayton Godsey, QB Jacob Rowell, D line O line Terrence Lewis, D line O line Zeke Tucker, uh, wide receiver DB Andrew House, wide receiver DB Isaac Edmondson, and then finally edge defender Carson Akers. Hayden's draft goes as follows. He got DB and wide receiver Otis Sims. D-line tight end Mason Dickinson. Uh, QB Kobe Humphreys. O-line D-line Brooks Bentley. Uh, Middle linebacker Malcolm Davis. O-line Trent Roberts. O-line D-line Antoine Williams. And then middle linebacker, TJ Cox. My draft goes as follows. O-line, D-line, Will Sanders. Running back, middle linebacker, CJ Cummins. QB, tight end, Timbo Barron. O-line, D-line, Elijah Holloway. Wide receiver, DB, Micah Patton. Special team wide receiver, Matt Hughes. Edge defender, Max Williams. And O-line, D-line, Tanner Isaacs. Let us know who you won that draft. Boys, let's close it out here. Uh, you guys got any final remarks for the uh, for the game coming up here tomorrow? Yes, um, Tom Bailey will be streaming the uh, thing on Facebook if anybody wants to watch it. he's I think he's doing it on the Real Men podcast page on Facebook due to uh, something happening with what's happening in Brookwood. So just... Make sure to join it. Uh, if you need a link, just 
text Jackson Colson or yep, get some hit, hit us up on our Instagram at Real Men Podcast Official. Yeah, there's an Instagram too. But Hayden, you got anything? Nope, I've got nothing to say. Yeah, I I just want to say, guys, go out go out there and play your games, man. You know, take take the anger we got from um the Hueytown game, translate it into some uh, into some good play, and uh, fix your mistakes. You know, you, that's all you can really hope for. You make the mistake, just work on fixing it. So you know, the the Hueytown games in the past, we can only work to fix it. We can't we can't you know we can't go back and change it, but we can always fix what's ahead. Um, but other than that, I think that's about all we have. Jackson, would you like to wrap it up? All right. Thank you guys for joining the Real Men Podcast. I'm Jackson. I'm Dylan. I'm John. And this has been your Real Men Podcast.